Welcome to the Rise Up Fitness Podcast, broadcast from sunny Santa Barbara, California. We're here to go back to the facts, educate you in health and fitness, and help you rise up to your full potential. Hello, and welcome to the Rise Up SD Podcast. Um, we're excited today because we got, this is two days in a row that we had suggestions from you guys um, for our podcast topics. So we're really excited to talk about what you want to hear about. Yeah, so today's uh, a fun one. We're going to be talking about booze. Booze, yes. Alcohol. What you might be uh, consuming in your quarantine is quarantinis. Yeah, so we get a lot of questions, not as much now. But in general, about alcohol and what it does, and there's a lot of myths out there, what you should be drinking, what you shouldn't be drinking, what's good for you, what's bad for you, all that kind of stuff. How so much of a difference, difference is going to make, make for you. And whatever else, and we get this in a lot of questions um, throughout the year. It's also funny if you see some of the like advertisements where you click on an article, it's like, how bad is what and what really bad for you? And if you scroll to the very bottom, it'll be like, sponsored by Smirnoff. And you're like, right, right. okay, no, so exactly. what's actually going on? Right. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about all kind of the myths regarding alcohol. And I think this is a good one now because I think that a lot of us may be drinking uh, a little more lately uh, than we have been. I saw a really good, really funny thing online on uh, on social media the other day that was, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it's going to take a vineyard to homeschool mine. <laughs> That's funny. So it's pretty good. So my my favorite one is there's no AM and PM. There's just coffee time and wine time, um, which is sort of true. But we do just want to say, you know, before we do dive into this topic a little bit, um, important disclaimer: we are not physicians, we're not doctors, yep. and this is not medical advice in any way. I think the biggest thing we're stepping away from is is that we're not talking about healthy or not healthy in regards to any kind of addiction. Or substance, substance abuse, substance abuse or addiction. We're not specialists in that. We don't know. What we want to talk about more so with you guys is how does alcohol, which is a controlled substance, relate to not only your performance, your athletic performance, and also to your nutrition, if that makes sense. So how does it affect your performance and how does it affect your nutrition? Right. Um, so we got some questions. You know, what what is better, what is worse in terms of calories, in terms of sugar? Um, you know, all, all those kinds of things, other decisions I could be making that would be better or worse for me. Um, especially as somebody who's, who's keeping an eye on, you know, they, they work out a lot. They're keeping on how well they're doing, working out and trying to keep a handle on nutrition. So so let's break this into three parts. I think, I think the first part is, is what does alcohol in general, we're not gonna talk about specifics of alcohol yet, but what does alcohol do to your performance? Meaning your, your fitness, you know, increasing in the gym, in running, whatever your exercise is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Also, what does it do to your nutrition? Because we both know that you can't. It's important to have fitness and nutrition. You can't just have one or right. the other. And then I think the third thing is is what are good choices for alcohol? Right. That's right. the third thing we want to touch right. on. Okay? Yep. So let's start um, with the the basics. Like, what does it do to your performance? Um, you want me to start on this one? Yeah, you go ahead. And talk this is kind of my wheelhouse because I am an endurance athlete, as you can imagine. When you're training for, um, that's kind of my passion and my hobby. When you're training for a lot of my specific is triathlon, but you're swimming and biking and running a lot. I was very curious is when I got into that is what are really the effects of alcohol on your performance, right? Because I was racing right. competitively. Right. And how? what yeah. choices do you need to make in order to be smart about Correct. not taking, you know, back steps in your training right. and how can I, you know, you want to put everything towards doing well. Right. And it's not super overly complicated as, as you might think. Um, basically, there's two main things that alcohol does to your body when um, – your exercise and your, for your performance. Okay. So the first thing is a lot of us know this is that it's a diuretic, meaning alcohol, when you consume 
um, you know, a, a large, like whatever, a decent amount of alcohol is going to make you dehydrated. Right. Okay. So we know that you don't want to exercise in a dehydrated state, you know, um, that also delays recovery when your body doesn't, is dehydrated and you don't have enough fluid in your body. Your cells are not able to repair and recover at the same rate. So let's say you go and do a very hard workout or hard training session or whatever it is. And then you go, you don't really dehydrate, you go straight, you eat and you go straight to the beer or whatever. Your recovery is going to be delayed. So, right. So you're not getting as much out of your workout, no matter how hard it was or how well you did at right. it, if you're not allowing your body to recover. So let's say, you know, you got home and you hydrated and you didn't drink alcohol. You may be able to wake up and be ready to go your muscles and recover the next morning. If you went straight into the alcohol, didn't recover and remained dehydrated straight, you might be not as not ready that next morning. As not ready. Not, you might, you might not, not be as ready. not as ready the next morning to go at that session. Okay. So that's the first thing. Which makes sense. And this is just, I mean, and that's not speaking to like if you have a hangover or a headache or whatever. That's literally no. just your muscles will not be as That's not I don't feel good. Go. That's I wake up in the morning feeling fine. Right. But it's literally like your muscle, the actual muscle fibers, all the things that you worked on aren't as ready to go. And your again. cardiovascular system is not healed yeah. as much, right? So, okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is that you don't sleep as well. So if you sleep... Um, when you have alcohol in your system, you don't go through the same sleep cycles, um, that you necessarily do when you're not, and this is like kind of widely known, um, and researched. And so what happens is that when you don't sleep as well, we all know this, we feel we don't sleep as well. Let's say we sleep four hours versus our normal eight. You don't feel the same in the morning, right? You don't feel recovered. You feel groggy, you know, whatever it is. You also don't release those hormones that you need for your body to repair. So it's kind of twofold is so that if you're, not, if you're consuming alcohol in excess, that night, you're not sleeping as well. You're not getting as much good, solid sleep. You're not recovering as well from there. Right. So this, it basically, it might not totally wreck your workouts. I mean, you might be able to push through right the next day, even if you don't feel as good. You might be able to push through. Yeah, push through like that next day and do that workout, and you might be able to go and like you know in there and and you know get through the workout. And that's not necessarily the point. Is is that the point's not necessarily. That, you can't do the workout next day, but let's say that, you know, it's going to delay that recovery. So if you had a hard workout that next morning, you might not be able to do it. Right. So with, with this being said is that what I want to kind of make clear to people is, is like, let's say, like I take one day in my training off, which typically be Sundays when I'm in my hard training. Okay. Let's say. You mean one day off of, 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 of training. Of training. Of activity. Of activity. Okay. So if I have some drinks on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. after I'm done and I don't have a hard workout Sunday, my body still might be okay and be recovered to go by Monday, right? right. If I have a hard workout Sunday morning, that's really going to affect if I have some drinks on Saturday night. Right, right. That makes sense. And I think that, yeah, that we kind of forget sometimes that the recovery is a really important part of That's how and when, and, and when you get stronger. Right. So it's actually your body doing the body, your body doing the work to repair itself after you've worked hard. Right. It's like, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. I'm trying to visualize a bunch of little like workers in your body that are essentially making you stronger. Well, just, after you Just think as even you do micro damage to your muscles, they micro tear your cells, you know, replenish and regrow and you do that. And so that's not, they're not able to do work as quickly to repair. Right. So you, you sabotage the tiny workers inside your body basically. Correct. So, and then the last thing obviously is when you're hungover in the morning, you're probably going you to miss like a workout or you don't feel like it if you're hungover to that point. But even if you're not hungover, this is still an effect. Now, what that being said is someone who is happy with their performance and their level 
and they do drink a couple times a week or occasionally, and I'm not, and, and, or like, let's say a little bit too much a couple times, but they're not looking to necessarily increase their performance or do some big event, it's not going to have a huge negative side effect. Right. So it's not going to totally, I said the word sabotage earlier, it's not going to sabotage your life or your fitness. Your fitness is not likely to drop. You're just not likely to make a lot of gains if you're doing this. Right. So if you're taking time, if you're, if you're really trying to get focused and get stronger or faster or fitter, then it might be, it's definitely a factor to consider when and if you choose to, right. you know, continue to drink and, yeah. um, and how it can kind of be a boost for you not to. In that and, case. and the other point to make clear is that we're not talking about that one to two nights of drink. A glass of wine at dinner and then to bed is not going to have this effect on you. It's when you get up into that, you know, th- four, three to four plus drinks that you really have these effects. So moving into part two here, we want to talk a little bit about nutrition and how alcohol actually impacts your body. So we're going to talk about this pretty simplistically. If you want to know, you know, the actual processes and really dive into it, there are a ton of resources online. Um, but basically what happens is that, uh, with alcohol, when you consume alcohol is that your body wants to take care of that first. So alcohol is a toxin. It's not great for you. Right. Um, on the base level, but your body can metabolize it. You have kidneys, you have a liver, they take care of it when you're drinking, you know, responsibly in your life, then your organs are capable of metabolizing it, handling it, and you won't suffer any ill effects. So specifically what Addy's kind of getting at is that your body will take that alcohol and process it and use it as fuel as opposed to using your glycogen stores, fat store in your body or anything else. Right. It's going to use that as its immediate energy source. It's an energy source immediate. And if it continues to have enough energy sourced from that, over the time that you're drinking. So whether you're only drinking for a couple hours or whether you're out at a barbecue and you're kind of casually drinking all day, mm-hmm. unless it runs out of energy from the alcohol, it's not going to process anything else very efficiently. Right. So it's not going to be working on the burger that you had or the fries or the mac and cheese you got late night or at the whatever barbecue. it is. <laughs> and so not only, so the kind of the effects are twofold is that when you are drinking a little bit more, you probably are likely to make less um, health. responsible health decisions in terms of the of stuff food, you're eating. Right. Yeah. You're probably going to be like, yeah, mac and cheese sounds amazing, which it always does to me, but you're much more likely to, to do that when you're drinking than when you are not. Right. Um, and then also that food, all that stuff, those extra calories you're taking in are not going to be processed as efficiently because your body's just working on burning off that alcohol. Right. Essentially. And what I like to do, the analogy is everyone's like, Oh, that guy's got a, a beer gut or a beer belly. And it's not the beer. That's actually the problem. It's because your body can't store alcohol as fat the same way it can store carbohydrate or fat or protein. So it won't get stored on your body as fat. But the problem is, is that, like Addie said, you're drinking everything else, beers, that, you eat everything else that you eat. None of that gets burned. So it's not that he has a beer belly. It's because he's drinking beer. Everything else that he's eating is getting stored on his stomach. Yeah. And if he's drinking beer, you know, four, four, five, six beers every night with dinner, with whatever – all that stuff's just going to... Nothing's being burned. It's all, you know, like settling all excess as, calories. As, um, as stored fat. So that's kind of what happens simplistically in right. your body. So make the idea is, is that make... If you're going to drink and you're worried about putting on excess body weight, if that's something that you're worried about, eat healthy when you're drinking. That's the best thing you can do. Like right. healthy food choices. Right. Um, and then that kind of brings us to our third part, which is our choices part. So when it comes to the alcohol that you are drinking, are there smarter or less smart decisions you can be making? Um, and the answer is absolutely yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go and say twofold. The first thing that's the most important 
is not necessarily the alcohol itself that you're drinking, although we'll get into a little bit. There are some that are better than others. Yep. Marginally, it's what's mixed with it. Correct. You're, that's much, much more critical and important than the kind of alcohol you're drinking. Right. So if you actually look at the comparison of, and we, we look this up, the calories in, you know, an ounce and a half of vodka, gin, dark liquor, light liquor, all of those things, it's a pretty tiny difference. It's really kind of negligible when it comes it's down to It's less than 10 calories between a hard alcohol, not add sugar, any kinds of the hard alcohol. So it's like, oh, you should drink light, clear alcohol versus dark alcohol. That's almost insignificant because over the course of six drinks, that might be 60 calories. Right. And that would be, you have to be having six drinks. Six in order drinks. For, it 60 to be, for it to be even 60 calories. And let's remember a piece of bread is a hundred calories. Right. So it's, if you really like to drink whiskey and you want to have whiskey or dark because rum, whatever, or whatever, that's your thing, you're better off actually drinking something you're going to enjoy and enjoying it than trying to switch it out for something else and then mixing it with a bunch of stuff because right. you don't really like it. Um, so the stuff, like when you think about, you know, my extreme examples are like a pina colada where you have rum, yes, but also cream and sugar and all sorts of other things with pineapple juice, all sorts of other things whipped into there. Versus like a vodka soda, which is, you know, like the the other end of the spectrum, right. right? Or a margarita that you get at a restaurant, which you don't know how much sugar is in that. Right. The difference in, in calories and sugar between those drinks and a vodka soda or even a, you know, a gin and tonic. Tonic has a bit more sugar. is huge, though, because that could be up to, I mean, you looked at the nutritional info on these. It could be up to a four to 500 calorie difference yeah, so let's, per drink. So let's go there. So a vodka soda, if you have soda water and vodka and that you have an ounce and a half of vodka in your, or that, it's about 100 calories for that mm-hmm. shot. Okay. So that's your vodka soda. That's 100 calories. Okay. Yep. And that's pretty much all alcohol. You can easily have a margarita with the same amount of alcohol that can be 500 calories. So when you're talking about the difference of drinking six drinks and there's a 60 calorie difference, or you're talking about drinking a vodka soda or a margarita and there's a 400 calorie difference per drink, drink, it's about what are they putting in your drink along with alcohol that is the biggest concern. Right. I actually, for this reason, I kind of love the whole craft cocktail revolution because there's been an effort being made to make these very um, specific, very delicious like almost they call they're like, like skinny designed. drinks right? well not, no not even skinny drinks but just like meticulously designed cocktails that actually use real stuff they're telling you about and that i mean of course you can still end up with a, a big calorie bomb there too but it's much better than you know like oh i'm gonna go get a frozen margarita from Chili's. So right. i'm not hating on those they're delicious but like it's but a fresh different squeezed lime fresh thought, squeezed right? lemon those don't have a lot of calories in them right right those are great things to, you know, put in your drinks. So, so yeah, yeah, that's definitely what, if you are looking to really um, cut down on the excess calories, the mixtures you're going to want to think about using are things like soda water, freshly squeezed lime, freshly squeezed lemon, um, even things like grapefruit juice are better than um, some other things you can find. You probably want to stay away from anything uh, fizzy that is, like a soda, soda water is great, even flavored soda water, but like, you know, mixing something with Sprite or mixing something with, right. you know, cola or whatever, if you're really looking to kind of keep an eye right. on this sort of stuff. And then let's really quickly, lastly, I think, compare alcohols to alcohol because a lot of people, is it better to have wine? Is it better to have beer? Is it better to have hard alcohol? The best is hard alcohol, as we just described. In terms of calories. In terms of calories, okay. 
But going to wine, again, now you're talking about having a glass of wine. Yes, there's grape and sugars in there, but a glass of wine that is the same alcohol content as a vodka soda is going to have... It's like 20 more calories. 20 more calories. Typically, a, a glass of white wine, five ounces of white wine is about 125 calories. As so, opposed to about 100 calories for so a shot. So we're talking 20 calories. Again, that's not the make or break on the deal, right? And if you really like wine, then that's, that's what you should drink. Again, yep. it, it should be about what you actually are enjoying about the experience. And if you like to drink wine, right. then you can make responsible choices with wine. And too. then going to beer, there's um, a lot of beers in that 100 to 100, not a lot, but they're light beers in the 100 to 120 calorie range that are very similar to wine. That's not a bad choice either. I don't really care about my beers that much because I don't think they taste great. Um, but you can look at that when you get into the darker, the stouts, the whatever. Now you could look at something that's on the order of 160 to 180 calories of beer. That's where it starts to add up. So the beer, you have to be a Definitely. little bit careful. Yeah. But if you love beer, there's great beer selection for choices where you can get 120 calories of beer under. Yeah, and then the spiked sparkling seltzers that are out yep. there, White Claw, really, there's a reason they're a cultural revolution. Yeah. They're, you know, they're about 100 calories a can. Yep. They're, they're um, that, that grain alcohol, um, that clear grain alcohol, and they've, most of them, some of them do have added sugar, but a lot of them actually don't. Yeah. Um, so that's also a great choice too. If you're not a big beer drinker, I'm not really uh, big on beer. So I definitely veer towards And they're nice wine, when you don't open a whole bottle of wine or it's just not really available. They're way easier in cans, right? Right, right, right. So there are a lot of options. Um, basically you want to be paying attention to what's added to your drinks. Yes. That's the number one thing. That's the number one that's thing. Sorry, what's added to drinks. In terms of nutrition. Um, if you're really trying to make gains in your fitness, then you definitely want to consider drinking less. Um, Especially if you general. have a hard or critical workout the next day. Yep. And um, be careful about what you are eating around alcohol because it will have almost a, a more intense effect on you than it would otherwise. That being said, don't beat yourself up. If you went out with your friends and you got some late night mac and cheese, you're going to be fine. But if you do that three times a week and you're wondering why the pounds are coming the on. The pounds are coming on. That, that might be a yeah. place to look. So hopefully we cleared it up for you. The alcohol is not the enemy. It's but hopefully that will give you a little bit of um, information so that you can make some decisions that fit your lifestyle and your goals. Right, and your yeah. choices. So um, let us know if you have any more questions, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right, thank you. Bye.